Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and thank you for uh, tuning in. This is Creating Championship Standard of Living, and I'm your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. Today is April 18th, 2009, and let me tell you, it is a very, very, very sunny, sunny, sunny day on Peachtree Street in Midtown Atlanta. And I am absolutely thankful to God for you, our listeners, taking the time to listen to the show today, taking the time to call in, and taking the time to, you know, download this podcast. Even if you hear this the show later on the podcast, I want to thank you because without you, uh, this is this is impossible. I thank you for supporting this show. I thank you for supporting my efforts. I thank you for everything that you do, and be, because I just have a heart to help, and because I have a heart to really be. Um, beneficial to you i vow to make this show uh better every time that you hear i find that this this show will get progressively better so before we proceed any further uh i want to thank god again for you and i want to thank god for this opportunity to to be able to talk to you and i turn this show over now to his holy spirit so that we all get today what god has for us so uh without further ado we want to get started i am um you know each week we we um we do our divine intervention and our presidential wisdom and, uh, you know, a teaching lesson, and we have interviews. But as always, I try to do things to to present a, um opportunity for you to, to listen to these podcasts or listen to the live show and create immediate change in your life. I, it is my goal that whenever you're, you hear this show, whenever you hear me, that – you, I, I'll leave you with something that you can you can take with you the rest of the week and possibly you know give to your friends. So if you hear you hear something here you like, also let me know um, if there's any ways you can see that we can improve the show. Feel free to send me a message on Blog Talk Radio or you can send me an email to my personal account at mileswmiller.com. Excuse me, at mileswmiller at gmail.com. That's m y l e s w m i l l e r at gmail.com. And um, like I said, I look forward to knowing what you think about the show and how we can improve it. But again, let's let's move forward. Um, we're going. I'm going to give you a divine intervention for today. Uh, our divine intervention for today comes from um, the from Jeremiah 29 and 11, which states, "For I know the thoughts that I think towards you," saith the Lord, "thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end." I'll repeat that for you. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an, ex- an expected end. I think a lot of times when you look at things as they're going on in our, in our society, we, we have a tendency to, to look at situations and, and not see potential, not see hope. And with, with this divine intervention today, I want you to know that it is my utter belief that God really has something great planned for us and not to be dis- discouraged by what you see not to be discouraged by what you hear in the news. Just know that there's a great plan for your life, that God wouldn't leave us nor forsake us. So there's a great plan for your life, and I want you to, you to stay inspired to move forward and continue to pursue your goals. Now also I'm going to give you our presidential wisdom for this week from um, President Barack Obama. Um, as you know, each week we do our – I give you a quote from um, our 44th president, and this week's quote a pretty long one, so bear with me. Hope is what led a band of colonists to rise up against an empire, what led the greatest of generations to free a continent 
and Heal a Nation, which led young women and young men to sit at lunch counters and brave fire hoses and march through Selma and Montgomery for freedom's cause. Hope is what led me here today. With a father from Kenya, a mother from Kansas, and a story that could only happen in the United States of America. Hope is the bedrock of this nation. The belief that our destiny would not be written for us, but by us. By all those men and women who are not content to settle for the world as it is. Who have the courage to remake the world as it should be. And I, I leave this presidential wisdom with you for this week because this is this is just the the crust of everything we're doing. We we want you I want you to to know that your dreams are important and those things that are inside of you that that burn and that yearn to be that come to come to pass are very important and it's it's really necessary for you to know that to not lose hope no matter what things look like outside no matter what it looks like in our uh, economy, no matter what it looks like in our society, don't lose hope because your dreams need to come to pass and your dreams are, are the very things that are going to change the world, not only for yourself but for your children and your children's children and, and their children. It is your dreams. So let your dreams shine forth. Let the things that, that were put inside of you come forth and let them manifest and stand in hope today that things can be done. Great people, Great people do great things. So, if you've got the email or you got the Twitter uh, alert for me, uh, you know that today's topic, um, the lesson I'm going to teach you today is on giving you tips on staying inspired to reach your goals. Uh, I just thought about this uh, moments before the show, and I was just wondering what can we really talk about today um, to really keep people motivated. I, like I said, I, I feel it. I hear it when I talk to people, when I'm coaching people. A lot of people are just disencouraged. And... Um, I really want people to stay inspired because I know I'm I'm seeing things, tremendous things happening in my own career and in my own life, and I it would be a shame for for me to come here and, and say this stuff every week, and, and and now I'm starting to really really see the manifestation of of, of my dreams come to pass, and I want people to stay inspired because it's, it, your dreams are important. You we got to see your dreams. It's, you, we're all connected in this universe, and everything and everybody is needed. Everybody that was every person that was born was created to solve a problem. And the things that you have inside of you, the, the very thing that was placed inside of you from birth, even at conception, if you don't bring it to pass, the universe misses out on something. And I want to encourage you today to you know, stay inspired to reach your goals. So here are five keys, five steps, five tips for you to stay inspired to reach your goals. Tip number one, commit yourself to prayer and meditation. Commit yourself to prayer and meditation. One of the most important um, things you can ever do as a goal-oriented person, as a dreamer, as a visionary, is to stay connected to to the, the very essence of what created that dream and that, that goal that's inside of you. So I, prayer is, is communication between yourself and God, and in and, and doing so, it unlocks things inside of you that are just dynamic it clear it gives clarity to to things that you may have been fuzzy but it gives you peace it gives you understanding it gives you wisdom that it is so important to connect to our creator especially when you you're on a, a path of of great accomplishment 
because you you need divine wisdom. You need that divine insight on how to how to maneuver and what to say, what not to say, how to, what to do, and what not to do. It's utterly important. Now, meditation, on the other hand, is not so much communication with God, but it's more or less the 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 actual just being still. And even in being still, that's when you you can, you can receive a lot of answers that way. Instead of being always you know rushing to be active, a lot of people are scared to be still. Because when you be still, you, you you sometimes have to realize that the person that you're being still with, yourself, you may not always feel comfortable being still with, and those are things that have to be exposed. You have to be comfortable with yourself, because you it it, it just it will cause your goals to to fracture if you can't be still long enough to understand who you are and why it is that you're doing what you're doing. So, my first tip for you again is. Commit yourself to prayer and meditation. The second tip for staying focused, or excuse me, the second tip for staying inspired to reach your goals is visualization. Visualization. I often tell you about the scene from Rocky where uh, Mickey, uh, Rocky's trainer, tells him, Rocky, if you see yourself doing good, then you do good. What? That's what I'm here to tell you today. Visualization. If you if you have a goal that that you need that you, I mean that goal is is burning inside of you, but you don't quite know how to get it get it to pass. The first thing one of the after you've prayed and meditated, visualization. You visualize you see the picture in your mind. See, if you think about it, Michelangelo and, and some of the great artists of uh, of yesteryear and even some of the great artists of today. The reason why they're able you're able to see those beautiful paintings is because they saw them first in their mind. They painted what they saw in their mind. And now as a result of them being able to see it in their mind, you can see it and absolutely admire its beauty. So visualization for a dreamer is an absolute must-have. You have to be able to visualize yourself doing well. You have to be able to visualize yourself doing what it is you've been called to do. Actually, I even take it a step further. I actually... I cut out pictures. I, I go through magazines. I read articles. I cut out, you know, pictures of cars and houses and, and vacation spots that I want to go to, and I put them on on boards. I call them vision boards. Um, and I look at those things every day, and I, I think it just fires me up to see this stuff because if you can see it, it just it does something to you. It's just like wow, I can I can physically see myself in that car. I can physically see myself going on that vacation. I can physically see it, and when you can physically see it, it gives you more hope. But the truth of the matter is it's inside of you, so it's, al- it's already ingrained in you anyway, but you just, you're seeing it on the outside now where you, where, you can, you know, you, where you can physically touch it. And what I do is I actually touch this stuff. Every, I touch the board, and I look at it, and I, I, I imagine myself in that very moment enjoying that moment. And it gives me something to, to shoot towards. So visualization is a, a, a very important tool to a, a goal-oriented individual, a dreamer, and a visionary. Tip number three for staying inspired to reach your goals. Read success stories often. Read success success stories often. Again, like I was saying before, so often we're bombarded with bad news in the, you know from the news media outlets and we're bombarded by, you know, killing and shootings and things like that. But it's so important to sometimes just turn the news off, turn the newspaper off. I mean, you know, stop looking at the newspaper. 
and find stories of success, find stories of, of, of the good things in life, find stories of people who've just accomplished something major. Like, you know, a lot of uh, parents now will, will, will announce the birth of a child in the newspaper. Look for stuff like that. Look for, look for life. Look for things, you know, like that affirm life. It's, it's so, such a beautiful thing to, to know that, uh, you know, you have parents who just g- given birth to a child or somebody who's just graduated from college or somebody who just graduated from high school or somebody who just won a championship in um, a little league championship, anything. It, success stories are so dynamic, and it's good to be involved and good to be surrounded by people who who, who have a tendency to lean towards you know, doing good things and, and wanting to be a, wanting to do good things. And and reading those stories, it unlocks something inside of you too because your mind is a very powerful tool and it's a very powerful it, it's like a, a weapon almost when it's focused, like a laser when it's focused. It it can pinpoint you to wherever it is you want to go. But what happens is you have to calibrate it. You have to that laser has to be calibrated to 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 get you to that place. If you want to cut something with a laser, you have to you have to fine tune it. You have to calibrate it. Well, that's what you're doing with your mind. When you read success stories, you're calibrating your mind. You're fine tuning your mind. You're getting the things out that you don't want and replacing them with the things that you do want. So, I mean, I read stories. Also, I read a lot of uh, historical stuff. I read a lot of bios. I read a lot of um, stories about you know former presidents or or people who who are high achievers like Andrew Carnegie or um, Dale Carnegie. People who 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 sought to be better. Like Norman Vincent Peale, I can come up with names: Les Brown, uh, Jim Rohn, Miles W. Miller. You know, I I I, I read stories of people. I I just I did mention myself. I write uh, self-help uh, books, and I sometimes actually go and read my own work, and it actually fires me back up. So I mean, it, it can happen. I mean, you can you read success stories, you read stories of people who are, who are doing great things, and it can fire you up. Number four. The fourth tip I have for you for staying inspired to reach your goals is commit to positive affirmation. Commit to positive affirmation. Positive affirmation basically is this. We know that the power of life and death is in, lies in your tongue. And the words you choose create the world that you, ex, you experience. It, it creates the environment you live in. So if we know that the words that you choose create the environment that you live in, you can actually speak out the world as you want it to look. So in understanding that, positive affirmation basically says, I'm, I'm going to look at my goal, and I'm going to affirm, I'm going to say every day that, that this goal is obtainable. It is very possible for me to obtain this goal. I'll say it again, it's very possible for me to obtain my goals. So in order for me to to really get out and go get what it is I'm been, I, I, I know I'm should have, I need to affirm it. I need to speak it out. I need to, it, it's there's power in speaking out life as you want it to look, life as you expect it to look, life as you you would have it to look, life as 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 a champion would have a life. It's very very important what you speak. So you know make sure the words that are coming out of your mouth are dynamic words. That they're positive words, that and that is is lines up with what it is that you truly want, and not recommitting yourself to things you don't want. You definitely want to stay away from anything you don't want. If you don't want it, don't say it. If you do want it, say it a lot. <laughs> and my fifth tip for staying focused and staying inspired to reach your goals is inspire others to reach their goals. 
inspire others to reach their goals. It is very, 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 very important that if you really want to be successful, that you get behind somebody else's success. You make sure some you you, you sell yourself into somebody else somebody else's success. That's one of the things I've learned in life is that you know this universe loves a giver. The way God has created this universe, giving is such a dynamic principle. It's a lot of times not giving to expect anything back from that person, but giving because you know that it unleashes something dynamic on your behalf in the universe. Because the way the universe has been created by God, that giving is one of those things that, that is necessary to, to actually see the abundance of the universe. A lot of people that, that live in lack or who don't have or who are always wanting things, if you look at their lifestyle, they are very stingy and they, they rarely give. And giving and, and giving to somebody else and, and inspiring others to reach their goals and, and telling somebody, just, just giving somebody a, a call to say, you know what, I was thinking about you today and I believe that your goals are important and you can, you can get it, you can do it. That does something dynamic for that person. But here's this, if they go out and, and listen to the things that you're saying, you're inspiring them, success is contagious. So you see somebody living their dreams, it automatically gives you momentum to go do what it is you've been called to do. And it's a, it creates a, a, a cycle. It's like setting a, a fire in a, in a forest. Only this time you're not burning down trees. You, you, you're, you're, you're actually stepping out on the things that you've been called to do. You're actually doing what's inside of you, the, thing, the very thing that fulfills you. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. The reason why a lot of people are upset now in this present economy with people getting laid off and things of that nature is because a lot of people are looking to work a job to get wealthy and to live a lifestyle that they so dream of. And I hate to tell you this, job, working a job or just over broke, going just over broke won't fulfill your dreams. It won't fulfill your destiny. You have to go after that thing that's inside of you, that, that very passion that burns inside of you to, to, to really live a fulfilled life. And if you do the thing that you love, I guarantee you that money won't be a problem. You'll, people will find you to put money in your hands. I guarantee it. If only you had a desire to go out and do the things that you've been called to do. And if you if you if you know what I'm saying is true, but you're not quite there yet, then here's here's something else. If you can inspire somebody else to do it, you can see it happen. And once you can see it happen, it does turn on a switch inside of you. So, the tip, my five tips for you for staying inspired to reach your goals: commit yourself to prayer and meditation, commit yourself to visualization, read success stories often. Commit yourself to positive affirmation and inspire others to reach their goals. And now, I thank you because I know that if you listen to me on this one and you do what, you do this one thing here, you do these five steps here, I guarantee that you'll see an immediate change in how you reach your goals and how, how you stay focused and stay inspired to reach your goals. So I thank you for this moment. I thank you for allowing me to... to to give you that nugget, but we're going to go forward in the show. Um, I have, um, as always, I have some dynamic guests on, on this show for you that are, are going to absolutely, um, I don't know how to say it. They're going to, they're going to give you some dynamic stuff. They're going to give you some dynamic principles because these are people that are actually applying the things that I tell you about. These are people who are actually champions and titans in their own industry, and they're, they're doing things 
they're living their dreams. They're not and they're not taking life as it's handed to them, but they're they're going out and they're making things happen. So um, I want to start with our first guest today. Our first guest is um, is a dynamic, uh, just a dynamic person. He's a author, screenwriter. Um, how else can I describe him? <laughs> Besides dynamic, <laughs> it it just is it, just I run out of words when I think about this guy. He's, he's a dynamic guy. Um, he started writing screenplays in uh, '96 at the age of 25. He launched Silverware Productions uh, in uh, 1999. SWP as it FWPI as it is called has been created has created and developed many film projects over the years such as Wind and Fire, Immortal Secrets, and Photo Finish. Over the years, SWPI has also developed film projects with other companies. SWPI has worked with other production companies and screenplay writers on several projects such as Dragon, Rax, Riches, and Power, and Warrior Queens. In business for over eight years, SWPI has expanded into a studio and has changed the company's name to Silverware, Silverware Studios, Inc. Our guest is the president and CEO of SWSI. He also serves as executive vice president of messaging excuse me messenger publishing inc which publishes numerous books magazines and newspapers without further ado i would like to introduce and welcome to the show mr travis ware hello travis are you there yes i'm here how are you doing i'm doing great man doing great how about yourself i'm doing great it's, it's an absolute honor to have you on the show today sir thank you thank you honor to be here well, you know, I, I was telling the people before you, um, I brought you on that I bring people on the show who are absolutely um, living their dreams, and I, I know that you know in talking to you that you know this is something you, you're actually on fire for what it is you you know you do. Uh, what has inspired you to pursue the, your career in the film industry? Well, what inspired me was um, I've been in the industry since, um, as you said, '96. Um, started off as a screenplay writer, and in '99 I moved up to producing. And over the years, I've noticed that in Georgia there was no studio for filmmakers that they have in LA. Okay. I mean, like you know, we have studios there, but there's no studio where you can actually go to and do everything you need in one place. Okay. Because in this industry in Georgia, you have to go to about five different places to um, make one movie. And you got to go to a place to um, to film. you got to go for your leasing office. you got to go, if you have animation in it, you got to go to another place for that. you got to go to another place for post-production. I mean, like, all these places, and it takes longer and it costs more to do these things. To make just one film, right? And if you go to LA, you got Warner Brothers, 20th Century Fox, okay. Paramount, and we need a place like that. I mean, like Tyler Perry was the first one to build a studio, but his is mostly for him. Right. Say it, but it's for him. He does his own projects, which I admire him for that. Right. But my studio would be one to lease out to other people, filmmakers that want to come in and build their projects. Okay. So that's why I decided to build that here in Georgia. Okay. 
Not to mention it's the right to work space. <laughs> I totally understand that. <laughs> That's a good thing. So how 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 well has things been going so far? I mean, I, I, we talked earlier. I know you said there you had some good news. So, um, I have met um, a few days ago. I met with the um, coming Chamber of Commerce, and I spilled my guts to them and let them know about uh, my studio, and they was totally blown away. And they's, they're on my side to do whatever it takes for me to get this project going. Okay. And that, that's absolutely amazing. See, I want, what I want people to hear is that you stepped out on what you believed was was something that you that you feel passionate I stepped about. Out on, I stepped out on faith. You stepped out on faith, all. yes. And you were passionate about it, and 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 in being passionate about it, you found favor with people in in places that, that can open doors for you and get things moving. And that's what people, that's what dreamers need to, to hear is that if you if you step out, there there are doors that are that are waiting to be open for you, but you won't find them sitting on the couch eating uh, popcorn and uh, watching Oprah. <laughs> no, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to make sacrifices. You're gonna have to go out there and. You're going to have to knock on doors. You're going to cry. You're going to bleed. Yeah. But I'm still bleeding. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's, it's where you will find your goals um, right in front of you if you believe. Right. And I want to give advice to all your listeners out there. Um, don't ever give up. Yeah. And don't let anybody persuade you from your dream. Yes. This includes your family as well. Yes. Because sometimes your family hurts you more than your friends. Wow. You know, because you always look up to your family to believe in what you do. And once, you know, if they turn you down, that might deter you and you might give up. But I'm saying the only person to listen to is your own heart. Right. Right. And and, and I, I totally agree with you, Travis. I think that a, a lot of people will abort their mission because somebody they love doesn't agree with it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so it could be their wives, it could be their husbands, right, you know, right. their children, you know. Yeah, so, so you got to hang on to that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I totally agree with that. So, Travis, who's been the most influential person in your career? Um, I have to say my wife. Okay. Why uh, so? She has, <laughs> oh, man. She has been um, by my side since I... Um, told her about my dreams, and she's been a great supporter. Okay. It's, and she has made so many sacrifices for me to get my dreams um, going, and I really love her for that because without her by my side, it's, it's hard. Right. You know, you got to at least have somebody uh, supportive, and if it's not your wife, who, who can it be? Right. You know? <laughs> But she's been a great supporter of me, and I love her for that. Okay. And that's one thing I always tell people, uh, especially dreamers, uh, visionaries, is that it's important who you're connected to. It's important the the mate you pick. I mean, because if you pick the wrong mate, that dream that's inside you is, is as good as done. Exactly. It'll, it'll never come to pass. Or it won't come to pass without strife. And exactly. it's good. Didn't always know. That. I, I love hearing the story of you know of people who are with their spouses, and and living their dreams because they give other like myself. I'm single, and one and that's one thing I love to hear. I, I love knowing that you know people can actually find a spouse that that will be supportive of, of their God-given talents and their God-given abilities and, and dreams. And that that's always good for people to hear. And what's so great is um, 
I know Kimberly's going to love me for this, but uh, we're both kind of in the same field. Okay. And if you're with a mate that's in the same field, that's an extra boost, you know, because okay. you can bounce stuff off of each other, you know, and support each other because you'll be a team, which they're starting to call us the power team, okay. you know, power <laughs> couple. <laughs> Go figure, right? Right. So, um, she's great. She's actually great, and I support her on her dreams as well. Okay. You, know, you got to, it's a give and take situation. Yes, sir. So you got to actually um, listen to your mate and b- really believe in what they're doing. And if you do that, there's no telling how far you will go. Right. Right. So, Travis, what what kind of uh, adversity have you had to overcome in, in pursuing your dream? Oh, man. Besides that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Um Dad, um, stress, um, having to deal with my son. One of my sons was diagnosed with um, cerebral palsy. Oh, wow. And I had, we have to um, take care of him while doing our own businesses. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot I had to do with um, doubting parents and doubting other friends that didn't believe that I could get to where I'm at now. Okay. Um, Finances is always a burden in this economy. You know, I thank God that I found some investors that can really help, you know, but that's always um, uh, a deter. And also, my biggest fear is myself. Right. You know, sometimes when things are getting really bad, you start to doubt yourself. Right. You know, so you got to... you shake that off and pray to God. Right. You know, the yeah. Strength and wisdom to keep going, you know, right. and shake that devil off your back and keep going. You know? <laughs> so I, I take it that you're a man of faith. So that is, how would you say faith has played a role in you, you know, getting through your, you know, your trying situations? Uh, only thing I can say, I can't do anything without God in front. Okay. You know, he has set the path for me, and I'm a willing follower. I say, you want me to go this way? Okay. You know? <laughs> and he, the guy will never lead you astray. You right. Know? As long right. as you keep the faith and do what he has, he will give it to you. You are his child. Yes, sir. You know? Yes. I don't mean to preach. I didn't mean to preach on the line. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I didn't stop you. I didn't stop you, man. So, Travis, you have a book that you've uh, recently written uh Tell us the title of that book and, and tell us more about the, the, the theme of the book. The title of the book is called Beyond the Pages. It's a screenwriter's, scriptwriter's guide to the biz. Um, it tells you about how to become a screenplay writer, the format, what you need to do to get in front of the door, and it tells you all the tips and techniques that goes into screenplay writing or television teleplay writing or uh, stage play writing or commercial writing, anything that can involve the script, um, this uh, book will help you do that. Um, It's not only just, you know, sometimes you go to a workshop and they tell you, okay, you do this, this, and this, and they cut it, and that's it. But my book, it tells you what happens once you start from screenplay writing and the business behind screenplay writing. Okay. What happens to you after you sell the book? 
You know, okay, you yeah. know. After you tell that is trouble, important information. <laughs> you know, that is important information. You know, and I wrote it because um, over the years I've been receiving scripts uh, for me to produce, and some of the scripts are out there that are like, you know, right? <laughs> it's like, oh my God, it's in the wrong format, and what's sad is that there are some great scripts out there, some great stories. But if it's not in the right format, a lot of executives won't even look at um, the script. They'll open one page and see the format is all jacked up and they throw it away. And what's bad is that it could have been a great story. But if your format isn't right, they're not going to look at it. They get so many scripts a day. They get like a 1,000-plus scripts a wow. day. Wow. And, they're looking, yeah, and they're looking for it. Excuses to throw away your script, you know, the format is wrong, you ain't in the right font, you know, things like that. They're not going to waste their time. But if it's a good script, they basically, I myself, if I um, read the first 10 pages of your script and it catches my interest, I know the rest is usually a good script. Okay. But through that first 10 pages, if it starts to suck, and, you know, people got an attention span of, what, 10, 15 minutes? Right. If you, if, you, if you ain't got them in that first 10 or 15 minutes, you just lost your audience. Right. So my book um, teaches exactly how to capture the executive's eye and the audience's eye in your script player writing. Okay. Well, Travis, um, I... I, I um want you to tell the people where we can find your book because we want to we want to be supportive to you. Okay. Uh, you can go on the website at um, script2screen, the number two, at I mean, dot zoomshare.com. That's script2screen.zoomshare.com. Okay. Well, b- before we go, uh, Travis, could you give listeners one piece of advice to overcome anything as they pursue their goals? Never give up. Never give up. Never give up and keep the faith. Never give up and keep the faith. That, this, this, I mean, people, I didn't pay him to say that. <laughs> this, this is dynamic stuff. And, Travis, we, we absolutely are honored that you had time to stop by, and we appreciate you. And um, no I thank you, for, um, thank you for your time, sir. Oh, by the way, um, do y'all, can I give a shout-out to my website? Yes, go ahead. So find my studio. Um, it's civilwarestudios.com, by the way. If they want to see the layout, how it's going to be laid out, what we got planned, then you got to click on a lot of stuff because a lot of people miss things because we have five divisions. So okay. come check it out, guys. Check it out, guys. You, gotta, you, okay, you hear them. You got you to check it out. So, uh, Travis, we thank you. Thank and, you. And we look forward to hearing great news from you, and I want to have you back. Uh, I surely will, surely will. All right. Well, we're going to go to our next guest. Um, our next guest is, um, how can I say, again, I, I, I run out of adjectives to describe our guests sometimes because, you know, we have some, I know a lot of dynamic people, and um, this Next next person I'm bringing on is is no different. Um, she is 
the owner of Legacy Editing, a freelance editing service for fiction writers and urban Christian fiction today, a popular internet blog that highlights African-American Christian fiction. Her debut novel, Secrets and Lies, will be released in December of 2009, this year, with Urban Christian Books. Originally from a small coastal town in New Jersey, our guest has called Atlanta, Georgia home for 10 years. Without further ado, I want to introduce to you Miss Rhonda McKnight. Hello, Rhonda. Hi, Miles. Thank Our, you for having me on. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you on. I'm uh, excited because um, I know that you're a very busy person. It's hard to catch up with you sometimes. So <laughs> <laughs> to have you well, here. I, I appreciate the fact that uh, you earlier you, you said that all of your guests were uh, titans in their industry. And I believe that may be a little bit premature, but I received that as a prophetic word. I really appreciate you saying that over my life. Yeah, yeah, it's it's coming to pass. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Rhonda, could you tell us um, what is it that you do as an editor and as a writer? As a, I'll start with a, uh, my editing service, um, a legacy editing. Uh, I named my my business legacy editing because I wanted to help authors to create books that would leave a, a lasting legacy. And that's the reason I named my company Legacy Editing. And what I do is my area of specialty, there are lots of different types of editing. Uh, you have people who are very good at proofreading and will go through and help put every comma in the right place and, you know, fix grammatical errors. Um, we call those line editors. You have people who um, fact check for you. Um, and, and we'll do the proofreading also, and a lot of times those are your copy editors. But what I do is called content editing. Okay. Um, some people call it um, substantive editing. And what I do is I go through your story, and I help you to create a story that actually is um, – that, that that's correct. You know, I look at your characters, your plot, your description, um, you know, how the structure of the book, everything that you do to um, to make a good novel, good page turner. I help authors. I coach them through that process because a lot of people write and they have great ideas. They have a story they want to bring forth, but they, you know, it takes more than one eye to create a good novel. You know, I always tell you, right. you know, years ago you had people writing in isolation, you know, your Ernest Hemingways and, you know, people like that, you know, at Fitzgerald. But, you know, in today's market in commercial fiction, you have to write much tighter and you have to, you really have to pop on that first page to get a reader to purchase your book and take it out of the bookstore. And so what I do with Legacy is I help people to take their story idea and to craft it into a strong sound product, you know, okay. for the market. Okay. That, that's always a good thing because there's a lot of people who write books who um, just write a book and just put it on the market and not really take time to, to yeah. To work on the product itself. Yeah, there's a lot a lot of that. And I'm real careful about the projects I take because, like you said, I'm an author, and I have my own books that I have to write. Um, so I don't take every project that, you know, someone presents to me, but I like to I just sort of, sort of feel out a person's spirit, what they're trying to write, and um, how much they've already studied the craft of writing, if I can tell that they've already tried to do some study on their own, and then I'll work with them 
and um, kind of coach them along the way. So um, I'm a little particular about who I work with because it's it's just the you know I, you know my time is limited. But I really do like working with people who are not published to help them realize their dream. Right. Because I know that I'm living my dream. You know, in December I'll definitely um, be holding my book in my hand, and that is just so satisfying to you know to be in your purpose and doing what God has called you to do. And I really really um, try to work with people and help them get there. Okay. So what exactly would be your motivation behind, you know, doing what you do? You know, I think that, you know, it's interesting that you say that because um, people are always – I've had a lot of people comment to me that, particularly with my blog, because my blog, Urban Christian Fiction Today, just is about – I think it's like a year old. It's a year old um, this week. And um, it has become very popular. I mean, I'm booked out with interviews until November. And – when I started doing it, my, my heart was just in, you know, helping people promote Christian fiction. And people are always, always say to me that they're amazed that I spend so much time helping to promote other people's book when I have my own book, you know. Right. And so I, I believe in the cycle of giving. You know, you give and it, it comes back to you right. and, that there's, and that there's room enough for us all. And, um, you know, in the kingdom. And so, you know, what someone won't read that I produce, they'll read that somebody else does. Right. And so that, and so my motivation is really just about getting good quality books out there. I believe there are a lot of African-American women that are reading things that God, you know, that are Christians that God is not pleased with. Okay. Um, that does not bless their souls. And I think that they're reading some of these things because they don't know that there are other things that they could choose from because Christian fiction is fairly new. It's on the genre is only probably about 10 years old for African-American okay. writers. And so I think a lot of it is that they just don't know that, oh, you know, this is over here. So they're buying erotica and they're buying all these things that are page turners and reading it, and it's not, um, it's, it's, it's not kingdom-building reading. And so that's, that's really the motivation is just really want people to know that they have choices. Okay. And um, your choices is, is really important because even, you know, outside of the uh, the book market, I mean, people need to know that there's there's good things in the, in the earth that are in, still enjoyable and that you can still you know have fun doing without going to hell doing them. <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, people who love to read, love to read. I mean, avid readers, an avid reader will read two books a week. And so, you know, that's, you know, 104 books in a year. And, and sometimes they read more. I have a girlfriend that reads a book every two days. Wow. And so they, they have to, you know, but you've got to, you've got to, you've got to be able to access something that, you know, you can't read 104 filthy books a year and, and continue to live a clean life. It's just not going to happen. Right. And so, so, um, but there, you know, but within Christian fiction, you know, we try and Christian fiction is not preachy. You know, by and large, most of the authors are writing, you know, just regular stories. The characters just have to be, happen to be saved and happen to have a faith challenge they're trying to work through. Right. Um, so no one's preaching at you, um, and you can that you can read that and still be entertained and not, you know, <laughs> not lose your soul and <laughs> you right. know fall off the faith. You know, right. reading, reading the book. Right. So um, in your career and in your life, uh, what kind of adversity would you say you've had to overcome that um, that kind of maybe maybe goes into some of the work you do? I think what I've had to um, – one of the major things that I've had to overcome was 
just getting to that place where I understood what my purpose was and, okay. and being willing to step out on it and not procrastinate. Um, you know, I worked in government for a long time in social work and really just didn't even have an understanding that there was something bigger for me. Like mm-hmm. I had a decent job and, you know, but I knew that I was not fulfilled in that. And so as I, you know, began, you know, Pastor began speaking about purpose and destiny and you know i'm listening to this message i mean really for years you know and one day you know i just started praying i said lord what is it that you know what what is my purpose like what's my my purpose and this you know the holy spirit reminded me you know you're a writer you wrote you haven't written in 10 years but you all you you wrote from the time you were six years old and so i was like you know i did used to write oh my gosh i remember that was you know the editor of school paper i you know had journaled all through high school I wrote, you know, different articles and things in college and for my church newsletter, you know, years ago. And I and I had really forgotten, you know, the enemy can get you so busy and so twisted in your life that you right. even forget that you, you know, that you used to do a thing. And so right. <laughs> I was reminded, you know, I was reminded of the gift. And then, you know, I just started trying to find ways to figure, learn how to write. And I joined, you know, a secular writing group that really kind of had me, um, I was learning a lot about writing, but I was really torn between, you know, what I was going to write, the type of books I was going to write. And so then one day I, you know, I prayed and I said, Lord, what what do you want me to write? I mean, I'm, I've been piddling around with this for like four years. What do you want me to write? And the Spirit just was so clear. He clearly said, you can write whatever you want to write, but I will bless you more if you write for me. And, of oh, wow. course, that was a decide. yes, that was a deciding <laughs> moment that I was going to write for him, that I was going to write for him. And as I grew spiritually, now th- 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 I couldn't write anything else because who I am comes out, you know, in my writing. And so, um, you know, I'm a Christian fiction writer, you know, to the end, you know, because that's who I am now. And so I don't think I could ever even entertain the thought of writing anything else. So that, um, that is what inspired me. Okay, I think that um, a lot of people need to hear that, that, you know, it's whatever's inside of you, if that, that dream that, that's inside of you, that passion that's inside of you, you know, you, you don't worry about what people may say or what people may think. You have to, to, to bring that thing forth regardless of, of what anybody may have to say about it, unadulterated, un, un, unfettered. You have to bring it forth because listen to what Rhonda is saying, people. She's saying that. This is what's inside of her, and 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 no matter what, she's gonna she's gonna pour her heart and soul in this now, and she's gonna do this, and that's what you have. That's the way you have to to look at your dreams. You have to really, you have to really put put yourself in this in, in somebody else's shoes and look at it like this, or you have to really put yourself inside your dream and understand that it's got to come forth. That you don't have to worry about what other people think. You have to worry right. about what other people are saying. Right. You this is this is what's inside of her, and now in in submitting that gift to God. It's it's blessed. It's blessed beyond belief because she she submitted it to to her father, and her father wants to see her blessed. Like we go back to the beginning uh, to our divine intervention where I told you that I read you Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Listen to what Rhonda is saying because she she's giving you the blueprint for that expected end. So, uh, uh, Rhonda, could you tell us, um, give us some more um, uh, things that you got coming up, um, some projects that you may be working on that um, could be that would edify people and 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 give them something 
to choose? Give them a choice. Well, um, I just just today wrapped up a, a great writers conference. Um, my my writers group, Faith Based Fiction Writers of Atlanta, um, had a wonderful writers conference over the last three days. Okay. And we will be putting together. I will be putting together um, a packet to sell. Um, some of the recordings from this event so that other people who weren't able to attend will have access to the teaching from, you know, some really top best-selling authors like Rashonda Tate Billingsley, Tiffany Warren, um, Pamela Samuels-Young. These people poured into us, um, you know, their their gifts and their ministry. And so I'll be putting that together and sharing that um, as something that people will be able to purchase. Um, I will be attending the Faith and Fiction uh, Writers Retreat. That's coming up in July. Okay. Trying to do a lot of promo for that. Um, it's a great event. Uh, for the last two years, it's been held in Florida. It's in Orlando this year. And it is a gathering of Christian fiction authors and readers um, from all over the country, a lot from the southeast. And we get together and we talk about great books. We pray. Um, we talk about the industry. Um, it, you know, it's it's just an awesome event, and so I'm very involved in faith and fiction um, this year, and I'll be um, presenting as a panelist. And <coughs> excuse me, no problem. Presenting as a panelist and um, doing some teaching there. Um, I have some writers workshops. I have a writers workshop that I'll be a part of in August. Okay. Um, just talking about. Um, what happens after you sign a book contract? You know, what's next? And so I'll be presenting there. And then I'll also be putting together some local writer um, writers workshops that will begin in July here okay. in Atlanta. Okay. <coughs> well, Rhonda, we, 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 know, we, we know how busy you are. We don't want to keep your time. But I want you to, before you go, could you give our listeners uh, one piece of advice, one, one, one statement, one quote, one affirmation? to keep them motivated to, to live a life of their dreams? You know, the one thing that I would tell people is that, you know, um, you know, just to, to really be serious about your what you say you want to do. When you right. speak a thing out of your mouth and you say, I want to be a writer, then be a writer. Write every day. If you say, I want to be a singer, be a singer, sing every day. Because what we, you know, the things that we, we do, we have, to, we have to make our actions into habits. Right. You know, so whatever you you say you're going to do, make it a put an action behind it. Have an action plan, and then you know once you you have you put action behind it. If you're consistent, then it will become a habit, and then you'll begin to walk into your destiny and into your purpose. You know, but you have to do the work. You have to you have to stand up and you have to take that first step towards doing the work because I believe if you take one step towards heaven, heaven takes three steps towards you. And, you know, the the little that I knew about writing when I, when I first started writing, you know, God blessed me, put me around, I mean, just wonderful people around me. My mentor is one of the most successful African-American writers out there today. She's my mentor. I can call her, text her any at any moment. She's right. flying to Atlanta at the end of May to meet with me. You know, um, but but that's that's because you know I, I'm faithful to the to what I try to be as faithful to what God has called me to do. So okay. if you just step towards Him, you know, with an open heart and a willingness, and and be disciplined, God will bless that. He will honor that, and He will open up doors that no man can close. Wow. And so that's what I that's what I tell people: just have faith and and put your faith in action. 
move, do a thing. You know, Jesus was a, a man who moved, you know. Right, he, he didn't right. sit still. Take a step. God will take a step towards you. Well, with, on that note, uh, people, I, again, I, I I don't disappoint you. This this is a dynamic woman here. And I, Rhonda, we thank you again for uh, spending Taking the time to come out with us, I know you're you're really busy, but I really, <laughs> thank you I really thank you. I really thank you. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, people, we um, again, we 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 don't uh, disappoint. I got people who are lined up who who want to come on this show to to really be to really pour into you, and I want you to take full advantage of this. Even um, now, we have one more guest who is um, again. Another dynamic person here. I'm going to uh, tell you more about her now. Um, I want to read some about her that, that is so dynamic. Here we go. A bit of perseverance intermingled with a dash of gumption creates the perfect recipe for our next guest. Make it happen. The make it happen attitude. In the business for nearly a decade, she's tried her hands at several aspects of entertainment, from comedy to documented. Documentaries. She has a keen eye for what it takes to pull off a successful production. Making her mark in television, our, our next guest has written, produced, and cast for such clients as Warner Brothers, PBS, AOL, and BET. She's the one you call from start to finish. She conceptualizes ideas and brings them to fruition. With a vast knowledge of production, our next guest can do it all. Her experiences range from studio and, fi- and field production to casting and writing. That's why if you need something done, she can make it happen. Without a shadow of a doubt, I am honored to introduce our next guest, Miss Shiana Mix. Shiana, are you there? I'm here. Hi, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing I'm I'm great. I'm honored that you're here. I'm just excited. I know we um had, I thought I missed you for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> No, and I was scared I was missing you because I'm, like, always on the move. And I was like, oh, my gosh, please, please, please. And I'm glad it worked out. So yes, thank ma'am. you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, let's, I mean, the people really want to know, you're such a dynamic person when it comes to production. What inspired you to pursue a career in that field? Um, you know what? I feel as though it was probably placed in me as a kid uh, mm-hmm. when I was – Younger, I'm a Michigan girl. I am a General Motors baby. My mom and dad both work for General Motors. They are very, you know, let me guess, Buick. hard workers. No, <laughs> uh, General Motors, like GM, like Good. Fisher Body and Flint. Yes. That's where they met. They met each other on assembly lines. It's beautiful. Wow. Um, and they're very practical people and very hardworking people. And um, the idea of working in entertainment did not um, really register to them. Yeah, I can imagine. And, um, you know, in high school, you know, I did the whole get the good grades. And when I went to college, my mom thought I was going to college to be an engineer. And when I told her, no, I'm going to, I want to do, you know, entertainment, she was like, oh, you're just going to be poor all your life. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, because to them, entertainment was I want to be an actor or I want to be a singer. And, okay. um it's so much more than that. And I just always have been a very creative kid and I would listen to music and I would write concepts of music videos like at the age of 14 and oh, wow. I kept a journal of it. Okay. And, um, 
it, it's just I watch TV shows much differently than everyone else. I watch TV shows to pick out all of the things they did wrong, and I watch movies. And I'll be like, that's not right because a glass is half full of the last shot, and look at it, it's, you know, empty now. And um, I just was always one of those people, like, that was just my niche. And okay. it took a minute for my mom to believe it, but she does. She's happy. Okay. Because I, I know doing the same thing I'm doing with the, the motivational speaking and the, the life coach thing now, uh, my parents were not on board with it at all. Because I, no. I went to University of Michigan to be an engineer myself, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I, so I, I definitely understand what you're saying. It was it was kind of hard, but um, in me doing what I'm doing now, you I don't have, drink that Kool Aid. Right. <laughs> I'm not drinking that Kool Aid. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. What flavor is this? This is great. Mm-hmm. I do not drink grape. It's, it's not red. Uh-uh, only red. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it. it for, for me to, to to do what I'm doing now, it took me having a mentor. Um, Greg Harden, my mentor, actually influenced me. Who would you say influenced you in your career and why? You know, um, this is not the first time I've been asked that question. Um, unfortunately. I still don't have a real answer as far as a tangible person. Okay. I really believe I was led by God. I was led by faith. And um, every time I began to doubt myself, because unfortunately this wasn't something that my family could understand. Right. And it wasn't even something my friends could understand. It was like literally I was, it, to them, in their minds, I was going to be, you know, I wanted to walk on the moon. Right. It was like, you are so smart. Why don't you do something practical? Why don't you be a lawyer? Um, so, no, it wasn't a person that really pushed me. It was just something within me. Okay. And as I um, went through college, it was many times I asked the Lord, if this is not for me, then tell me so that I can do what is for me. And for every time that I began to question if it was not for me, he opened another door. He was like, no. See, look. Um, and I knew it was my path because I, when I went to the University of Michigan, I worked three jobs con- consecutively, same time. Right. I paid my way through school. I did not have the financial backing that some people are afforded. Um, so with that being said, I didn't get to do free internships. Okay. I don't know. I didn't know what that was like. So when I graduated, it was another one of those milestones that I crossed. It was okay, well, I got, you know, another B.A. in African-American studies. If all else fails, I can go to law school. Like, that was a fallback plan. And I said, Lord, if this is for me, let it be for me. And I just put myself out there. And I remember submitting resumes, hundreds of resumes, like every day, out to L.A., to New York, to any place, just to be a P.A., a production assistant, anything. And no one would respond. And, um... About a month within graduation, after I graduated, I got a phone call. I sent out a resume to um, a daytime talk show in Chicago, and it was the only person who ever called me back, and they called me back to tell me there was no positions available. And I was just excited to have a person call me that I refused to let her off the phone. And we, her name was Molly, and I talked to Molly for a good 15 minutes, making her laugh, to the point where she said, we don't have anything available, but will you come to Chicago and interview anyway? Wow. I did, and they hired me, and they said, as soon as the job opens, you'll have the slot, and that's what they did. Wow. And that, but people, that goes to show you something. If you, you Sometimes you just got to talk. You got to keep your, mm-hmm. if you keep them on the phone, they can change their mind. Just because they say no, no doesn't always mean no. 
when it, when no it comes does to your not career. mean no. When it comes to your career. And it's hard to say no if any whoever is listening. It's definitely hard to say no to a person you like. Right. It's so hard. And so once you get a person laughing and they begin to enjoy your personality, they can't tell you no. Right. Because it's it's like a pain to them to say no to a good person. Wow. See, these are these are dynamic pieces to the blueprint, people. You need to listen to this. <laughs> so, um, in doing that, now it, it, that gave you more. Um, would you say you had more? Your, your faith was elevated once you you were able to, to get that that phone call and then actually turn a no into a, a, a maybe. I don't even know if I hung the phone up before I started saying thank you, Jesus, <laughs> and like running around like the area and. Um, I was just so ecstatic. I was just, you know, I believe that, I always say that um, in life, the Lord has a path for you. Well, yes. We all have free will. We understand that. But there is yes. a path for you. And you can walk this path, and there will be obstacles, but it won't be impossible. And I always tell, like, I tell my sister, um, I have a sister, my older sister just moved out west um, from Michigan. Um, I told her, because she kept bumping her head and bumping her head and bumping her head. And one day I was just like, Ebony, if you are bumping your head, then that is for you to stop, step back, see what you're doing wrong, and change it. Right. Because when it's easy, it is of God. Right. And that has been my model in life. I mean, you can have adversity, but it should never feel impossible. Right. You should never feel impossible. Right. And that situation right there was just, a, it was a, it was adversity, that I was able to overcome, but it wasn't an impossible situation. And that's how I pretty much tackled my career. It was um, from there, you know, getting that no and, and being inspired to turn it into a maybe, which turned into a yes, and then working on this daytime show, and within three months being promoted from a production assistant to an associate producer. Um, and then the show got canceled, which put me back at square wow. one. And then I started... <laughs> But it wasn't impossible. It was another thing. When the show got canceled, it it was a sad part of me, and I didn't know where to go, and I didn't have enough experience to go anywhere else. But the company, which was Warner Brothers, loved me so much that I was the only non-producer that they put on another show. Wow. I was the only person of a lower stature that they put on another show. And within a couple years, I became Warner Brothers' youngest producer. Warner wow. Brothers Telepictures it. Um, yeah, I was a producer at 24 for their daytime programming, and I was a producer at Judge Mathis. Wow. And, yeah, and it was it was it was my run at Judge Mathis. I did for four years. It was a, a beautiful run. I had two cases that were nominated for um, NAACP Image Awards, and it, it was a, a beautiful beautiful run. And then I hit another block, and I said, Well, I've reached my plateau here because it became the adversity in that company um, became too much because I wanted to grow and right. it was not the room for me to grow there. So I packed up, I turned it over to God and moved out west to Los Angeles wow. and I have had nothing but success since I've been in Los Angeles. So I always say is, if it's easy, it is of God because God is giving you gifts every yes. day. Yes. You just got to be there to accept them. Well, and it's amazing. I told the people that just last week that if you know their blessings are trying to, they're they're looking for you every day. You wake up, there's there's goodness, there's blessings for you. 
and they're, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get, they're trying to get in your hands. They're trying to get in your pocket. They're trying to get you know where you are, but you have to actually receive it. You have to be you have to allow them. And I think what you're saying is is amazing. You 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 allow your you know what God had for you to to find you, and 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 but you didn't just you know sit there. You actually were active. You actually went and pursued it because you knew it. You knew it was inside of you. Exactly, and it is a easy. Is the easiest thing in life you can do is give up. Easiest. Um, the hardest thing in life you can do is fight for what you believe in. Right. And there's been many, many, many times that I wanted to give up. Um, there's many times I questioned if I made a dumb mistake. Um, and I can't, and now I sit back and I look at my career and I look at what I've accomplished and it feels good to get phone calls from people begging you to work on their next show, um, saying that they'll hold a position for you if you're not available or name your price or name your title and we'll give it to you. Like that is an amazing feeling. Yes. And, um, I don't. I can't imagine doing anything else. And so, I, if you're working a job and you can imagine doing something else, then trust you should probably be doing something else. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> it's that simple. And I mean, I'm just. I'm very blessed. I I met some. You know, I guess you could say I met influential people along the way who've continued to push me. Okay. Um, I met a lot of people who have honed me into becoming the producer I am because I've had some really bad producers. Okay. Um, and I learned from them that I would never speak to people like that. Okay. Um, I worked, the first show I worked on, I worked with a guy named Mike Pat. And um, Mike Pat, when the show got canceled, I remember he went around and shook every PA in every intern's hand. And he said, I was always good to you because one day you may have to hire me. And I laughed. And then when I moved out to L.A., I went to a networking event where I met a young man who was an intern at the show that I um had worked at the first show I did, and he brought up Mike Pat, and he's now a producer for Dill or No Deal, and he said when he got into that position, the first thing he did was look for Mike Pat because he remembered him saying he was always good to him, and he wanted to give him a job. Wow. And so it's things you learn, like how to treat people, how to always be good to people, how to encourage people, and how to motivate people because people did that for me, and people were nasty to me, so I know what not to do to people. Right, right. Right, it's, it's, and a lot of people don't understand that principle. You, you give what you give; it it comes back to you. Press down, shaking together, run over. Men pour into your bosom. He, this man poured out kindness, and when it was time for him to to go somewhere else, kindness was poured back on him. Mhm. And, and that's he didn't something. even look for it. He didn't have to look for it because wow. it was there. Wow. People need to understand that. That's 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 those are things that this is all favor. This is how favor is 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 is. Multiply it and how it manifests. You have to be willing to, first and foremost, humble yourself. Don't don't walk in a title. Don't walk all puffed up because you have a title. You you treat people mm-hmm. like people. You treat people like with respect. You treat people, you know, kindly. And that some people may not receive it, but somebody somebody of influence will. And they'll never because forget. the title that you have today may not be the title that you have tomorrow. And exactly. I totally I totally agree with that. Exactly. God gives, the Lord gives it, and he taketh away. And I say on a regular basis that my lesson to be humbled is constantly being brought to me. The Lord constantly humbles me. Anytime I think I get too big for myself. I was just humbled last week. I um, just had a a surgery. And to be 
in a position where you cannot shower by yourself. You can't walk. You can't do anything. And your friends and family are there to hold you and help you and support you. That's humbling because I'm always on the go. I don't think twice. Right. So the Lord set me down and helped me be still so that I can appreciate those who are in my life. So it's Um, it's a lesson of humbleance always, always. And that's the one thing I do I remember about you. You never you were never uh, like a um a person who was snooty or snotty. You always treated people nice. I, I I never forgot that myself. Thank you. You know, and I I think that that goes a long way, you know. You never actually like you never know what can happen down the road and and you never know who you may need. You never know who you may meet again and that and that being that type of person, like I said, I never forgot that cuz I met a lot of people in college in at Michigan that I would love to forget. Yeah. Right? And but, but but you're one of those people that you know. It was like, wow. When I saw you, saw you on Facebook, it was like, wow. Okay, I gotta I gotta you know I gotta connect to her because that that was somebody I remember being. You, your injury was always positive. You were always a nice person. That was and that's always that's always that's always something that's, that people need to you know remember and be be a part of. And I'm and I appreciate that, and I, I really really do, especially since I make horrible first impressions. But uh, <laughs> I do I appreciate Maybe. that because that's what my goal is. My goal is to be positive to people, and my goal is to, you know, it's crappy for someone to say I met her and she had a nasty attitude. I wouldn't. Right. I don't like that. And there have been cases that people have met me on bad days or off days. It's so yeah. funny that you brought up Facebook. But when I was dealing with my whole health situation, it's a lot of people who met me at bad times. Um, which, as I have went through it, I've looked them up on Facebook and sent them messages of apologies. Wow. And hopes that, and and I always say, I hope that we can go to lunch. On me, you know, I, I'm sorry. I love, I would love to have a second meeting with you because what when I met you, I didn't feel like myself. I wasn't in the best of spirits. And and that also in a, in another sense, that's. You know, part of being an adult. You know, adults can actually admit uh, I made a mistake mm-hmm. and, and ask for forgiveness, and and that's part of that's part of, of of being an achiever. You have to be willing to make amends for things that you've done wrong and rectify things you, that you may have done wrong. And that, and that's and one thing I can tell you, you know, I believe you're going to go very far in what is you every is you choose to do. And I believe Thank you. one of the reasons why is because of your humble spirit and the fact that you don't have a um, you, you you're willing to actually you know, be real and be who you are and, and not be scared to say, okay, this day I didn't have it. This day, I, you know, this day when you met me, I didn't have it. But this day I'm on. You know, and, and that 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 just, I mean, I'm actually honored to, to, to say I know you because that a lot of people, they make mistakes, they hurt people, and they just say, you know, pretty much screw it, you know, whatever. They'll get over it, blah, blah, They'll blah. Mm-hmm. But that takes a, a major league person to say, you know what, I made a mistake, and I know it hurt you, and I know it affected you in the wrong way, and I apologize. And you know what? Because of that, you're, you're going to see some great things happen for you. You know, doors of favor are going to continuously open up to you. I, I see it, and I, I guarantee it's going to happen. Like stuff that you Thank would have never thought. <laughs> people people want to help you, like you said. People, And I, and please believe I'm in your corner, and I'm gonna, whatever I can do to help you, I'm going to do it too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what are we supposed to be? This is Michigan of love. I got right. your back too. Yes, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> Well, Sienna, I gotta close up the show, but could you give the listeners one piece of advice for overcoming adversity and pursuing their dreams, no matter what? 
Um, I would definitely say, which is probably what the majority of your listeners already know because it's how you feel, but keep God first. Mm -hmm. Um, Adversity is not impossibility. And just because something is difficult does not mean it's not of God. You need to learn the difference between impossibility and adversity. And you get that when you listen to the Lord. So just stay prayerful, keep beating to your own drum, and if God does not want you to do that, trust he will let you know. I can't say it no better. <laughs> I can't say it no better. Well, Shiana, it was an absolute honor to have you. I, I look forward to to seeing some of your next big projects coming out on the big screens, small screen, everywhere that could possibly come, uh, Internet, where, whatever way. I know that you're going to be a part of something great. I know that much. And, and we Thank look you. forward to having you back here. Anytime. So I, I thank you again. Thanks, honey. You have a great one. Are you too? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, people, this is uh, this has been one of those shows again where I, I feel confident that I've definitely, 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 definitely um, put together a, a good product for you. And the people I've brought on here, if you listen to what they're saying, you know, when you listen to this podcast, you listen to what they were saying, you have a blueprint for success. You have major, major pieces of the puzzle just revealed to you through the guests I brought on, through the teaching lesson I gave you and through the divine intervention I gave you, and through the presidential wisdom that I gave you. People, um, it's an absolute honor to do this every week, and I want you to know that I don't take you for granted. Um, I want you to, to to take the time to tell somebody about this show. Tell somebody that this show exists, and tell somebody that this show has been an absolute blessing to you. If it has been a blessing to you, tell somebody. Um I want you to, to I want to make this show better. Like I said, send me an email at Miles W. Miller. That's Miles M Y L E S W M I L L E R at Gmail dot com. Um and let me know how you think this show is going. Let me know what I can do to improve this show because I want to make this show better for you. Um also this week I'm gonna be um I'm actually gonna be in a appearing at uh Fort Valley State University for a a, a seminar on um single living called Living Single, uh, The Truth About Relationships. I want you, if you are in the uh, near Fort Valley, uh, Georgia, or Perry, Georgia, uh, Thursday at 7 p.m., uh, I'm going to be at Fort Valley State University. I want you to meet me there. I want to shake your hand in person. Also, um, again, I want you to check out my uh, my website for the, my books. Um, you can go to lulu.com slash mwmiller18. That's lulu.com forward slash mwmiller, the number 18. And I keep uh, putting products there for you. Uh, One of my most dynamic books, The Power of Conquering Fear, um, my success journal, they're all up there. And and I keep putting, I'm going to continuously put products there that edify you and send you towards your destiny. So without further ado, I'm going to close the show out today. But just understand this. I love you. I care about you. I'm praying for you. I believe for God's best for you. I think this is going to be a great week for you. And remember this. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. I'm Miles Miller, and this has been Creating a Championship Standard of Living. God bless you. 
With 25% off all new and up to 70% off previously leased furnishings, do you really need a better reason to party? We don't think so. Come visit our new Court Furniture Clearance Center with more than 9,000 square feet of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home and office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. Free food, prizes, and fun all weekend long at our Chantilly Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway. Or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com.